Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we're going to be having Pastor Joe Sorgan back on to discuss Acts 1-8 in our key verses in the Bible segment. And we're going to be discussing the power of the Holy Spirit and how the need to share the Word of God with the world has been given to us by Jesus Christ. Uh, one of the many things that Jesus Christ has given us, uh, as well as being given to us by our loving Father, Yahweh. And right away in Acts, we see that the Holy Spirit is given to all of us. Not just one person, but everyone. This is a gift that not only do we get eternal life to live in God's glory and live in the world the way that God intended it to be, but we can receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will empower us and guide us in our lives. It acts as our defender against all of the spiritual attacks that the devil is throwing our way every single day and it emboldens us to share God's word with other people. Yeah, and when you open your heart and your mind up to letting the Holy Spirit work, it's amazing when you notice all the little opportunities that God will bring your way to to be a witness to people, uh, even in ways that you may not may not realize this was an opportunity until afterwards you're like, that was an opportunity. I missed that. And so you really need to be mindful of just being like, okay, where are the opportunities in my own life where I can share the word of God uh, or where I can be an example of Christ in someone's life? Because you never know how that's going to touch people and affect those around you. So we just need to be openly watchful and mindful of those opportunities as they as they do present themselves, um, whether that's witnessing to to someone next to you on the plane, uh, or it's in your own workplace or your group of friends. If you have friends who are non-Christians, just look for those opportunities to to share with them. And if they're if they are true friends, they won't just right away just reject you. Mm -hmm. um, they'll they'll be they'll at least uh, listen somewhat to what you have to say, even if they uh, aren't really interested in it. Uh, so I think that that's something that as we go through our lives, we just need to really watch for those things and uh, let the Holy Spirit work because the Holy Spirit's not going to force us to do anything. We have to actually choose that that's part of the love of Christ and the love of God is, is giving us that choice. Yeah. Recognizing that he does empower us. Um, for that. And so I, I think that's so often kind of what what holds many Christians back. I don't know what to say. You know, I don't know what to do. Well, I think just remember the Holy Spirit has empowered you. And also, there's no reason you can't practice. Like practice what you might say should an opportunity come up, whether that's um, through even your own testimony. I think that's a very powerful way to talk to others about uh, be a witness of what Jesus has done. Obviously, I think our, all of our testimonies should have to do with the cross and the resurrection. That that should be key. If it's a Christian testimony, the gospel should definitely be in it. And so I think that's really key, but also just in general, what God has done in our lives, you never know how that might speak to, to others as well, even if that is obviously experiential. Um, and so there's always that, you know, can you prove it? Well, I guess not, but that's, that's still, the reality like that that is what god has done for me uh so whether that's testimonies whether that's asking people questions um whether that's 
uh, if they, the odd time someone might ask you a question, I know, I think that's sometimes what we think of as an opportunity. It's like, I'll just sit around and wait until someone says like, so who's this Jesus guy? It's like, well, oh, this is an opportunity. Well, it would be, but that doesn't happen that often. Uh, I think we need to kind of work to, to give ourselves these opportunities sometimes too. Um, you know, it, it can be as easy as asking someone, can I ask you a question? More often than not, someone's going to say, sure. And then you can say, has anyone ever explained for you um, how you can know for sure if you're going to have it? You know, and, and boom, it's like that could be an opportunity, whether that's a stranger, whether that's a friend. I mean, it's just asking, it's asking a question. It's an easy in to have a conversation, right? And so I think between just practicing and recognizing the Holy Spirit empowers us in these situations, um, it, it can help put all of us as Christians at ease a little bit and be a little bit more sure in our evangelism and our being witnesses as Jesus called us to be. Yeah, and I think that that rolls right into application um, for our lives. Uh, and uh, that application definitely has to do with just being willing to be used. Uh, by Christ and uh, not just taking the, the easy cop out that so many of us Christians use. And that is, well, uh, like you said, I don't know what to say, or, or I don't have the confidence for that. And uh, it's like, well, the Holy Spirit takes care of that for you, if you're just willing. Um, and that, again, comes with uh, opening your heart and just repenting and having that clean heart that's that that's ready and if you have that ready heart and that clean heart then the holy spirit can move you in ways that you won't even think you're sometimes you I, i've said things that i've been like where did that even come from and it's just like well the holy spirit is speaking through us and uh, we see that oftentimes with the apostles uh and peter and stuff it's like and the things that come out of Paul's mouth too, it's like, well, that's the Holy Spirit working directly through them. And uh, so do you have anything else to add for, for application for, for people? I think another thing we can do is just simply pray, uh, you know, pray for opportunities for one and pray for the words when opportunities come and, uh, and just generally pray for those after we've been a witness, whether they've, made a decision for Christ or not, continue to pray for that person. Um, because as you mentioned before, ultimately this is the Holy Spirit's work. We're like, we're like mailmen. Uh, our job is to deliver a message, whether they actually reach into their mailbox and receive that message or not, is totally not up to the mailman. They just deliver it. Right. And that's what we do as well. We deliver a message and ultimately it's, it's, the work of the Holy Spirit in their life, in their heart, to to change them so that they would accept uh, that message. But we're just we're just the mailman, and so um, we can pray for people after we've delivered the message, whether they've accepted it or not. That God would be working in their heart, that God would have mercy on them and soften their heart, that they would come to see their need for Christ, and uh, and that they would put their faith in Him. I think that that is so crucial, and. I'm certain that that's what the apostles would have done as they are sharing the gospel. They were, I mean, how many times do you see Paul in, in Colossians chapter four, he specifically, he's in jail and he's given a little prayer request and you'd think he'd be like, pray that I get out of here. He's like, no, pray that the door may open, not to the prison cell, but that the door may open for the gospel to be shared and that I may share it clearly. 
And that's just mind blowing. It's like, Paul, like if anyone can share the gospel, clearly it's you. But no, he, he's still praying for that. He's praying for opportunities and he's praying for those who he's been um, sharing this with, that they may come to accept uh, Christ as their savior. That's just, that's so crucial, I think, in this role of witnessing and being evangelists. Yeah, and when I think of Paul, uh, and I put it into more modern, a more modern person, uh, you can look at Richard Wormbrand and, mm. and the work that the, he did. He was he was not a Christian uh, to begin with. In fact, he was not really uh, that great of a person as uh, his wife would attest to uh, the fact that even when she first saw him, he was this arrogant person that she wanted nothing to do with. <laughs> and, uh, but then when you see Christ and the Holy Spirit take over with Richard Wormbrand, he becomes this person who's helping people during, during the World War at a time when he's risking his life. Uh, and there were times where he was arrested during that period, and he always had friends who got him out. Uh, and then we see him later on in Romania, where he is imprisoned and tortured for, for his beliefs, but he still shared the word of God in prison and ended up actually being able to be used to bring the person who was torturing him to a knowledge of Christ and a faith in Christ. And his torturer, on when he was dying, asked that Richard Wormbrand, who was dying as well, be brought to his cell so that he can let him know the effect that he, that he had had on him. And he attested that to Christ and to the Holy Spirit. He was humble enough to be like, it's not me. I didn't do this. This was God at work. And so we see that. And so that just shows us that even in our own personal situations, we can still be used. We, it's not just, oh, well, Paul was was years and years and years ago. It's like, no, there's more recent examples of people who have done that. And Billy Graham was another great example of someone who was just on fire and passionate and willing to be used by Christ and was able to plant seeds for so many people that the Holy Spirit moved uh, through those people. And now you see his, his, his son carrying that on. And uh, it's, it's, Really, it's something that uh, we we don't don't just think. Oh, it's only it's only the apostles, or the disciples, or or the original Christians. It's like no, it's us. It's us too. We're given the same command, and we are given the same empowerment as what they were given. It's within all of us to do that. And I think uh, prayer. You mentioned that, and I think that was just such a a great thing to mention because prayer is so important. Uh, we cannot underestimate the power of, of prayer. Uh, we're given the ability to communicate and speak to God through Jesus Christ. Uh, that that in itself is a huge gift, and uh, it is a way to just move mountains, as as the Bible has said. Like faith can move mountains, and uh, it's just something that we need to keep in mind is is that active prayer life being willing to pray at, at times. And if we think an opportunity is there and we're really struggling, just say a little prayer inside your head and be like, God, give me the words. G give me the, the, the confidence to, to speak um, or speak through me. Uh, and that that's a prayer I've often used to speak through me because uh, the words are going to 
not be there for me. But if the Holy Spirit is speaking, those words are going to come. So I, I thank you for mentioning prayer because I think that is a, a huge part of this this verse and and an integral part of how the Holy Spirit uses us. Uh, and that willing open heart is really shown through prayer. Absolutely. And I just uh, one other thing I wanted to note too. You had you had mentioned um, you know Billy Graham, Richard Wormbrand, kind of these more modern examples. Uh, but but what we see in both of those situations, there are men being faithful where they are. Of course, yeah. Billy Graham ended up with this amazing platform to share the gospel. Well, he was still just faithful doing that. Uh, Richard Wormbrand was in jail. Um, that's very different circumstance. But yet, what was he doing? He was just faithful where he was. Um, and and I I think you know these are kind of heroes of our of the faith. But what about what about um, Billy Graham's Sunday school teacher? who is a faithful witness to these group of, you know, six, seven-year-olds. Um, and she was sharing what Jesus had done and what he had said. And as a result of being a witness, Billy Graham becomes a Christian. And through Billy Graham, of course, God, probably more more people became Christians through Billy Graham than probably anyone else in history. Yeah, And, well, that would have never happened if this Sunday school teacher wasn't faithful uh, in her witness to begin with. And so, you know, even these heroes, they, they started with just some regular person being faithful to. And I think yeah. that's, that's should be, you know, what's most encouraging to us, I think, because most of us won't be these Christian heroes if we're honest with ourselves. Yeah. We're, we're the average Joe. We're the, we're the Sunday school teacher. We're, we're the person that's just faithfully working in our jobs. Um, but hopefully making the most of every opportunity. Um, to be a witness, and that that's huge. Yeah, and they are what we think of as heroes of of the faith. But what's what's interesting is that they would, if you were to say that to them, they would not have described themselves as that. They would have just been like, "What have I done?" Like, <laughs> all I've done has been been willing to be used by by Christ. And even Billy Graham, uh, ministry was not his initial goal in life that was not where he thought he'd end up uh but that's where god brought him and we even see in the life of you can look at at uh the books of chronicles of narnia the author there never thought he would become christ if you watch the uh the there's a redeemed tv video on him and he actually had said he was the most unwilling of witnesses because he did not want to be a Christian. That, that, that was something he was rejecting. Uh, and yet Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit had other plans for him and was like, no, I'm going to use you. And you're going to write these books that are going to be impactful in people's lives. Even non-Christians yeah. know yeah. Narnia. They know about it. They know about whether it's through the movies or through the books, they know about it. And so it's like, well, you may be unwilling. You may not think that this is where you're called to, but I've got other plans for you. And uh, that's something that Jesus Christ uh, and the, through the Holy Spirit has worked in so many people's lives. Like, this is not where you thought you were going, but this is where I'm bringing you. And uh, even for myself going to Bible school, that wasn't where I planned to go. I had no intention of ever setting foot in a Bible school. I was doing my own thing and God's like, um, this is where you're going. 
<laughs> and so it's just like, yeah, God does. He He will use you in ways. You just have to be willing and you have to choose to do that because uh, oftentimes uh, w- with God, you can either go kicking and screaming or you could just do it. <laughs> because if you go kicking and screaming, oftentimes it ends up at the same thing. You end up at that spot. It's just a lot tougher to get there. And uh, sadly, for most of us, that is the way we end up going is, is we think we're, we think we know best uh, and we can go our own way. And as with this verse, we see the Holy Spirit comes upon us and it's just like, no, I can use you. I'm going to use you. This is the direction that you need to take and just follow me, listen to me, uh, and I will make you fishers of men, as Jesus Christ said, like, I will make you fishers of men. And that is just so amazing. And it's it's something we have to keep in context too in our mind is that it isn't us. It's so many people want to put the 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 glory or whatever on their own shoulders and be like, it's it's me. I'm doing these things. But it's like, no, it's not. It's Jesus Christ. It's the Holy Spirit doing these things. You are just a tool planting seeds. As you said before, it's the Holy Spirit and and God at work that actually makes them make that commitment, uh, has them choose to follow Christ. We just plant the seeds. And sometimes, uh, most of the times, you actually have no idea what happens with those seeds. You just have to have faith that the Holy Spirit will will make the the result what it should be. Um, And sadly, in most people's lives, the, the result is that they choose to reject Jesus Christ uh, and and that faith. Uh, and even people who have been pastors before have rejected Jesus Christ in the end and uh, turned their back on Jesus Christ. That's not to say that they can't come back because uh, Jesus has a way of bringing people back to him. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has a way of just tugging on your heart and being like, being like, you're falling away, come back. Uh, and Jesus does want his followers to to come back to him. He wants he wants that everyone should accept Christ, knowing that many will not. Uh, and that is what, even with this, when Jesus is talking prior to this about the coming kingdom, he knows that we need a wake up call. And in the end, he yes, the, the, there's all the woes and the trumpets and and all the wrath that's being poured out on the earth but in the end what is that the purpose of that the purpose is to catch people's attention and tell them come to me turn to me before it's too late and i think that's something we need to take about that take away from this is is that we need to turn to christ before it's too late because we don't know how long we have on this earth Uh, whether it's our own life or jesus coming back and returning again um, you don't want to be one of the ones having to go through the tribulation period. That's not going to be a fun period um, in the earth. But you also, your life could end at any moment. You, you don't know what's going to happen, and so you can't say, "Well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll wait. T- I'll wait till till my deathbed or whatever, and then I'll then I'll accept Christ." You don't know that you're going to have that opportunity to do that. So I think that's something we really need to just take away from this is is that the Holy Spirit is at work. The Holy Spirit is going to be the one in control of this stuff, and we don't want to wait 
we want to accept Christ now before it's too late. And uh, we want to help other people to be able to do that. And sharing the gospel of with other people is is a powerful way of, of doing that. And uh, as you said before as well, you have to live the life of Christ. Because if people see you saying one thing and doing another, the impact has gone away. And that in itself, you don't want to be responsible for, for turning someone away from Christ through your actions. So thank you for coming and sharing with us again, Pastor Joe. Uh, always love love having you on. Um, and uh, yeah, do you have any final thoughts for us before we uh, sign off? If, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, be a witness. If you're listening and you're not a believer in Jesus Christ yet, uh, I pray that uh, you'll you'll recognize that you're in need of a savior and Jesus Christ is that savior and he died on the cross for you and for your sins. And uh, he rose again on the third day so that we could have new life. If we put our faith in him. And so I, I would just encourage you to do that. Thank you for listening to Cool Explorations. As you have just heard, the Holy Spirit is an equal part of our triune God. He was there before creation. He was there during the whole Old Testament. And in Acts, we see the Holy Spirit come upon those who accepted Christ as their Savior. And Acts 1.8 says, You will receive the Holy Spirit. The will is an action word, is a definitive statement. And if you have received Christ as your Savior, then the Holy Spirit resides within you. You have nothing to fear. All three parts of our triune God will be with you always, at all times. Even in our darkest times, those times of grief, temptation, persecution, financial woes, family strife, no matter what the situation we're going through, He is there with us. Be emboldened by this. Share the love of Christ with someone today. If you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, I invite you to do so now, before it's too late. If you would like to contact me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.